People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Eisley. I like everything about him. That was Penn Jillette with that introduction. I like Wes Eisley. I like everything about him. Man, that feels good. I told some people back there, I've become friends with Penn over the years since 2020. And every time I see him, I'm like that little boy. I'm like, uh, Matt, it's Penn, it's Penn. And then it's like, we're friends. Yeah, it's, it's Penn. He texts me, we call, it's awesome. But every time I see him in person, it, I get starstruck. I, I love Penn and Teller so much. But we're doing a live podcast. If you're listening to this at home, we are here live at M-A-E-S. It is like 10 o'clock at night. Let me hear you guys. That feels good. I love you guys. That sounded like a room full of people. That was awesome. That was awesome. So Natalie and I first started coming to M-A-E-S in 2008. Mm-hmm. That was the year we got married. It was. We, uh, we competed in the competition. Yep. People patted us on the back, but we got no awards. We got nothing. Um, <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun. I competed against the likes of uh, Vince Mendoza over there in the audience. And yep. uh, I was telling my little girl, I said, competition isn't like that, though, honey. It's, it's awesome. I'm, Vince is one of my best friends in the world. Dude, I love you, man. But that was my competition a few years ago. That's how crazy it is here. George G over here, competition. I love that dude. I love that dude. But um, we only missed one year because they moved the date. Mark, don't move the date, man. We booked 400 <laughs> shows a year. You can't move the date on us. We only missed one year. And you were bummed. He was bummed, Mark. Very bummed. This is the one convention he can come to. And he couldn't come. He we need to trade microphones. Puppy dog. This is oh, ridiculous. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast, she is like a mouse and we need to hear her. No, I, I want to be able to hear this later on. Let me hear you, Nat. Hi, everybody. Isn't that better? You can hear her. You can hear her. But over the years, we did a pre-show intro here with uh, Mark D'Souza over here. But over the years, I've become the photographer here at MAES. I do their social media for them. This year, I am the vice president of MAES. What does that mean? I'm really not sure. But next year, I get to be president. And I was thinking... We have a television show in syndication called Wes Isley's Magic Life. It follows my family around doing 400 shows a year. Golden Media Syndication gets that out. If you have cable or satellite or you have Roku or Amazon Fire, you can see our television show. Golden Media Syndication just had us sign a contract where our podcast is now a video cast. will also be on Golden Media Syndication, and you can find it all those different places. That's pretty awesome. That's also called Wes Isley's Magic Life Podcast. When I'm president, I get a decree of some kind. So I was thinking it was Wes Isley's Magic Life Magic Convention. <laughs> I don't think they're going to change No, anything. nothing like that. Nothing like that. I don't know. I was going for it. I was going for it. Nice try. But how long has MAES been running? Does anybody know? What year is this? Well, uh, the first the first convention wow. was 1940. My phone's being used. I can't do the math, but that's a long time. Um, guys, I, I love years. this. 83 years. Good job, honey. Good job. But you got a mic. Put it here. Um, anyway, so um, I could talk all night long, but we got a room full of people. I have to get up here on stage. It looks like uh, 
Craig Diamond's done talking now. Craig, is that all right? Is that all right? Mark D'Souza, can I get you up here for a minute? Mark D'Souza, everybody. All right. Now, for you guys listening at home, Mark D'Souza's in the third row. He's making his way up. Do you know what um, Wes tells me about you, Mark? What? This is what he... Twice. No, no, no. No, this is... This is it's going to sound morbid. He says, if I ever die, you call Mark before you sell anything. Because <laughs> he knows how much it's supposed to go for. I'm like, honey, you just assume I'm going to sell everything once you're dead? Check out the auction. Mark knows everything. Mark, Mark knows the price. This was a Tenyo item that only came out in 76. This was made by Luber Fiedler. And this on eBay right now is $86. I know because I bought four yesterday. But if you want it today, we'll start the bidding at five. What? Yeah, but that's just proof that I have no life. <laughs> no, it's, that's no, an amazing that's brain, dude. That's, that's an amazing brain is what yeah. it is. I, yeah, well, I've been doing this a long time. So, you know, you kind of, I, I kind of made it my business to know this stuff. It was important to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I have a magic shop now online, and I don't know the prices of everything. We did a street festival this weekend, and I brought stuff that wasn't pitch magic. And I'm like, Natalie, look it up on my online website. Look it up. I don't know how much it is. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, uh, fortunately with magic stuff, the prices are always the same. I mean, people don't generally discount stuff once in a while, but you know. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I'm mostly into the old stuff. It's like the new stuff. It's you know, I, I don't track everything. It's impossible to track everything these days, but I I do my best. I don't know. There's some cool new Tenyo stuff coming out. Tenyo's oh, absolutely. Doing great. Every year. Tenyo's doing every great. Year. Every year. I, so, buy, I, buy the whole, I buy all of them every year. <laughs> so we were talking, and George G. showed me something in the, in the dealer room over there. And you were president here at MAES in 1985? Six. 86. Six. 86. Yeah. So how long have you been coming here? A long time. Um, hmm. This is this, – this is, it was 85. 85. Yeah. This is my 49th MAES. <laughs> wow. Woo! All right, come on, Wayne. This is either my 59th or 60th. Holy oh, wow. wow. 60 years for Wayne Allen Wayne in the back Allen row back there. that much older than me. No. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got booked. One of my mentors got me booked at an MAS. I think I was 18 years old in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Craig probably remembers that, Craig Diamond. But that's, I mean, Craig and I, that's where we met. That's where we met at, at the SAM. end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 74 in SAM in, in Boston we met, right? But, but Craig was always at MAS also. He was a big, big competitor at MAS. Mm-hmm. You know? Back in the day. Back in the day. Craig's awesome. Craig's been on our podcast twice. And every time, it's hysterical. It's funny. He's yep. amazing. We love Craig. Everybody Good energy. Right. But when I was driving down the road, we were five hours away. And one of the things Natalie and I were talking about, what do you think laymen think when you say we're going to a magic convention? <laughs> what, what does a layman think of magic? Because we have listeners in 52 different countries. We have magicians, non-magician listeners. They have no idea. So the, the two reactions that I get are either, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, what do you do there? And then I tell them what we do. They go, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. The other reaction I get is, oh, my God, that must be so amazing. It just must be incredible. 
Um, and I went, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. But, um, you know, magic conventions, for us who, who come to these things frequently, um, you know, we love seeing new magic. We love seeing the magicians that are booked. We love seeing the new stuff in the dealer room. But the thing we love seeing most is each other. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more important it is just to hang out with friends. And it doesn't matter who's booked, which is why MAS is so cool, because it's it's a family reunion. You know, uh, I only met Mike Snyder through MAES, and I cried hard at his funeral. I mean, it, it's a guy I see a weekend every single year, and that's it. That's all I know of him. Yeah. And we do 400 shows a year. I don't get to see my magic friends because we're working, they're working. We don't get to see right. each other. And if it wasn't for magic inventions, we wouldn't get this. So thank you for putting these on, Mark. Oh, it's my I mean, pleasure. I, I look and, forward and to it. Please, it's not just me. I mean, we have an amazing committee of people who, who work hard to put this thing together. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that's kind of like the face. I'm the guy that introduces all the stuff. I book the talent. Yeah, but I mean... You know, between Joe Crisello, John Beinhar, and, and, and Mike Sloves, and John Bobbick, and, and Arlen Solomon, and Beth Shellago. I mean, these... They're and, all and, in the hospitality suite and, except John yeah, Bobbick. I'm looking around and doing inventory. No <laughs> one's here that you just mentioned. But, oh, man. I mean, you know... Right here, right here. John Bobbick, I said John Bobbick's here. Yeah. Oh, I said John. But we have, we have people like, you know, Conrad and Nikki who help out so much with all the great tech that goes on here and, and we wouldn't be able to do it without people like that. And so we have, you know, fortunately a, a new generation of people. Look, I remember when, you know, I was young and I saw all the old guys who ran this convention. I'm like, look at all those old people. Those people are a whole lot younger than I am now. Um, you know, so now I'm one of the old guys and, and so we, we are depending on having a crop of younger people to take over this thing and keep it going you know we've been going for well over 75 years and it's got to keep going way beyond that because you know families don't end you got to have the family reunion every year i figured we made it through covid we can make it through anything i mean we we went online we stayed together we got to hang out with each other and we still made that convention happen guys that's that's amazing that's awesome great that was that was that was that was unique yeah, but when we still got to have, we got to see magic. We got to Absolutely. hang out, and it was that that fellowship, and you get to see your friends' faces, and get to see them that weekend, that year that it was supposed to take place. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not as good as being face to face, but you know, we we managed to get through it all. And and look, for a lot of us, we made a whole lot of new friends all over the world because we could get together whenever we wanted to, whatever time it was. You just press a button and. You know, you've, you've got friends to talk to. So that's one of the amazing things about magic. It's and it taught grandmas and grandpas all over the world how to use Zoom. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody can do it now. Yeah, yeah, everybody can do it now. So um, Natalie's, I want to talk about Natalie's first magic invention because yes. uh, I bring her into this. I've been doing magic since I was seven years old. Full time since 96. I meet Natalie. I take her to a magic convention. First magic convention, we walk in the dealer room, some guy goes... Oh, no. No, no, no. First off, we walk in the dealer room, and he's off somewhere, and some guy starts talking to me, and he's gone. I don't know where he is. And this guy looks me up, and he's very uncomfortable. Do you ever rent yourself out? I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) As an assistant. Come on, guys. Come on. I'm like, uh, no. Wes, where are you? (laughs) That's what I heard across the room. Wes? (laughs) 
It's like, never leave me again. I don't want to be alone. Well, no, <laughs> and no, at no the offense, same convention. No, no offense, Natalie, but you are not a magician's dream assistant. No. You're too tall. Yeah. We have to use much more lumber to build boxes to put you in. Very true. <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know why he asked me that. I'm too tall. But we said we do work. an illusion show, and she's my assistant, That's and then right. I left. That's all I know. And then she was, Wes, <laughs> where are you? Another thing, at that same convention, and you guys might have it, and God bless you if you have it. That's your thing. I love you. But there was a guy walking around with a sponge tooth on his ear the entire convention, and he was pointing it out, telling everybody, it's my Bluetooth. It's my Bluetooth. And Natalie's like, these are magicians? This is what a magic convention is? This is what she got introduced. So, and, uh, yes. So when he asked me that question in the car, what do you think laymen think magic con- conventions? I said, I would assume that they think it's a bunch of nerds getting together and <laughs> having a good time. Because that was my first impression. I, not that I'm not one of them, because here I am right here at it having a good time. So. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, Mark, thank you so much for thank coming you. up here, man. I'm going to kick you out. Thanks, thanks it's for been, doing this, man. It's been 12 minutes. We definitely have <laughs> lots more people up here. I need my next guest. I need uh, Mr. John back here. John, can you come up here and help me out, man? I'm talking to you, John Westford. John Westford, come up here, buddy. John Westford has also been on the podcast. I have no idea what episode. You guys have to go back through and listen but the cookie outfit with the tights and the football player wearing an outfit with tights, that was hilarious. You guys got to check that out. Um, John, John said, John was one of my first feedback from my podcast. He said, dude, like I had people randomly come to me and they said they heard me on the podcast. Tell that story, John. That sounds good. <laughs> that, sounds like you have really, that, that sounds great, doesn't it? It yeah. does. And yeah. they, even old friends like – College friends I hadn't seen in a few years of call. I didn't know I didn't know you did that. I didn't know that happened. What are you talking about? Oh, I listened to your podcast on uh, with Wes, and I'm like, that's great. So I called him and told him this is this is awesome. I had no idea. I was talking to Vince a little bit, and we were like, do people really want to hear about this? And we found out they do. So it's thank you. Yeah, it's really uh, it was a lot of fun and it was very enlightening. Dude, I nice. love comedy. I listen to podcasts that talk about comedy writing and, you know, when I'm driving on the road, we do so many shows, a lot of windshield time. I like to listen to comedy. The jokes are great, but I also imagine the guy as an entertainer. I imagine him working the audience and pacing back and forth and what his delivery or what my delivery would be of that joke. And I, I do that. So I imagine these people are listening to these road stories and be like, Man, that's what it's like to be a magician. You know, this guy got to work with Harry Blackstone Jr. on this cookie adventure that he was on. Harry Blackstone Jr., and these people are Googling who Harry Blackstone Jr. is. We have magician, non-magician listeners that have told me they're super into magic now from listening to the podcast. So that's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. But anytime you tell that's, stories yeah. like that, that's great. we have a Facebook podcast group where I'll put links of Harry Blackstone Jr. doing his uh, – did you know he sold cigarettes back in the day? Or, or no, cigarettes or something? Like he'd get rid of stop smoking magically. And I put that commercial on the podcast group after years. So it's, it's awesome to be able to add those in and educate people further. But can you tell the cookie story? Because it's hilarious. Do you know him? So the cookie story, I assume you're talking about. I had a uh, part of the Nabisco Unlock the Magic campaign was doing magic in grocery stores and parking lots and we all had a section uh, mine was half of pennsylvania 
and you were to take a giant mascot cookie with you, an Oreo cookie. And the costume was white tights, a brown bodysuit, and approximately a four-foot diameter Oreo cookie that you put over the person, and their arms would come out the front. Well, the guy that I took along with me was a 200, is that me? 235-pound rugby player who could squat 600 pounds. So his legs were getting all kinds of, is that me? I have no idea. Keep going. Here, all trade, right. trade. We'd be in grocery stores, and even though the male sex always gets the bad rap, these women, grocery shopping, were asking about the double-stuffed Oreo. They were leaving their numbers with this guy. I mean, because he—I mean, he—he he was solid. Well, for his part, if he was out too late the night before, he would lean himself against the refrigeration unit. So that cool air would go up into the costume, and he'd be there sleeping, waving into the kids' mom. I, on the other hand, had to be Mr. Happy, doing the sleight of hand and pulling cookies out of kids' ears and stuff. But the story, I digress, the story Wes wants you me to tell you is we were going all over the state of Pennsylvania, and we would get a schedule for the week. You would do a show in the morning at a grocery store from like 10 to 1, and then another one in the afternoon, maybe... Three to five, three to six. And we decided the one was two and a half hours away from home and that we should get there the night before so we wouldn't be late. Well, we ended up at a friend's party. We were out too late. We decided we're definitely going to go tonight. We were not drinking, but we were out late. Drove straight to the grocery store. We fall asleep. We think we've got a diabolical plan. We got the alarm set. <laughs> oh shit oh no Dale what's wrong that was the big guy Dale my Oreo cookie he said I forgot the costume and I look behind me and I see this big brown duffel bag that has the Oreo inside I'm like no the Oreo's right there he goes no my tights and my bodysuit so off we go to a local JCPenney and we're shopping in the leotard section and the young lady says May I help you? I said, yeah, I'm looking for some leggings and a brown bodysuit. She says, what size is your girlfriend? And I said, why don't you ask her? And there was my friend, 235 pounds of rugby player. And we bought the leggings and the bodysuit. And anything I could think to do was grab his hand and skip out of the store with leggings and the bodysuit. The show must go on, right? I love it. I'm not a one. Hello, test. Microphone check. Is this thing on? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Where's your buddy now? He is a he's a landlord in State College, Pennsylvania. He rents to 154 college kids. Right. He retired the tights? The tights have been retired. <laughs> All right. John, everybody. Hey, thank you. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks. Nice to see you. Matt, I'm glad you're doing well. Wes, great to see you. Congratulations you, on all your success, man. Thanks, man. No. Thanks. Keep it up. Thank you. Is there anything this guy doesn't do? One hand for, uh, big hand for Wes Isley. Aww. He does it all. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. All right, Vincent Mendoza. Can you come up here? Vince. Vince. This is my competition, guys. This is who I was competing <laughs> against.
If you see how I dress, Vince always showed up at the competitions looking immaculate. Vince had beautiful magic. Vince was doing amazing stuff, dressed to the nines. And here I am in a t-shirt and suit pants. <laughs> and, uh, no idea what you're talking about. He's got the coolest logo. We have a recording here. That logo is awesome, dude. Diamonds, clubs, heart spades. Have you guys have seen this? Have you seen this? Thank it's pretty you. awesome. It's pretty awesome. Vince, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. We had dinner tonight. You were talking about Fectors. How's, how's Fectors? Fectors is a lot of fun this year, yeah. So explain to everybody what Fectors is, the non-magician listeners. Uh, well, Fectors is an uh, invitation-only um, convention that they have uh, up in Buffalo. Um, and we just celebrated the, the 50th anniversary this, this past year of it. Sweet. So, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot, Vince. Okay. You're educating my wife. Oh. Fectors was just a close-up thing some guy was doing in a restaurant in upstate Buffalo, correct? It's, it started off uh, at the Ford's Hotel. Ford's. Ford. Ford's. It was Ford's, like the utensil. Ford. That's what I thought. Chictawaga, New York. Yes, yes. Uh, um, and it was Eddie Fector that um, would just invite magicians to start it off with a handful and then it just it, it's grown over the years i am by no means an expert on on the on the history uh of, well i'm putting you on the spot that's yeah, fine that's, right. that's fine we have people that's correcting <laughs> in here we have mark de so yeah, mark well, knows yeah. mark is like he knows everything well, he the book actually one of my sponsors okay so you have you, you need two sponsors that's for the thing not for yeah. alcohol that's the get into no, the no, group. No, no, that's, that's, yes. Okay, I just had to clarify. Yes, people are listening. They don't know. You need two, two people to vouch for you. And uh, um, both my sponsors uh, gave me the same piece of advice, which I, I can't repeat. But basically, uh, don't. Exactly. Blank, um, we got you. We got you. Gotcha. <laughs> and that's all they told you? Yeah, when you go out there, just yeah, don't. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Don't, Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Yes. Right. There we go. All right. So, so, Fector's invitation only. Best sleight of hand magicians in the world. You're a part of it. You walk on that stage for the first time. Penn talks about it all the time. Imposter syndrome. You know? I was you terrified. Got that, yeah. I was absolutely terrified. What, what was that like? Uh, well, I mean... How'd you get through it? You're, you're standing in front of everybody that you've studied over the years. You know, I, and you, you, you're just looking around. Um, I just sort of went into performance mode and just, okay, I was like, let me just do the routine. And, uh, you know, the best advice I got was just do the stuff that you do. You know, don't try to impress anybody. Don't try to, you know, be clever. Don't try to be, you know. So I just did um, a, 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 the routines that, that I did. Um, and it was really gratifying to get the reaction from, from, you know, people that you've looked up to. Um, I had, I remember uh, off to my right, you had Paul Gertner, um, Boris Wilde, uh, Henry Evans was sitting there. And while I was working, I could hear Paul going, what the hell is he doing? I haven't seen that before. So it was, it was, and then afterwards I got a chance to talk to him um, about the routine. And he was, he was, he said he was even more impressed after I showed him what it, what it was that I was doing. I mean, it, it's a classic routine in magic. Everybody does their version of it, uh, but it's the linking rings. 
So I, I came up with my own handling uh, for the rings, um, and uh, it, it, it went over really well. And I was talking actually to, um, I, one of the things that, that would be uh, fantastic at, at the 4F is to get a standing ovation in the room um, from all of you know, the luminaries that are there. And um, like I said, I was so nervous. As soon as I was done, I took a bow and I walked off stage. All right, and David Cressaro, who's a good friend, told me, he was like, if you had just stood there for five more seconds, they were getting ready to stand up for you. Aww, <laughs> so sweet. so I, I have something in my, you know, like, okay, so I, 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 it's a phantom standing ovation. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it was an absolute uh, dream come true to, you know, to be there with uh, and, and, and uh, be a part of it and be invited back. You know, so. Well, one thing I know about this dude, he's also a creator. You got the, uh, the rose that you uh, yes, you've renamed a couple times. I can't keep track because you named it two different times, I think, or three well, different times. The, the paper rose has been something that magicians have been doing. I guess it was Simon uh, uh, Lovell that started introducing it to everybody else. Um, and um, I, I always loved the way it looked, um, but I wanted it to look more real. And... Uh, some of my friends call me a deconstructor because I will just take something and just break it apart down to the very basics form and then just come back from it. Um, so I looked around. I remember years ago, a friend of mine had shown me how to make a paper chrysanthemum, um, but it was just the flower. And then um, I found, for years I couldn't figure out how to, how to make the whole thing because um, I was trying to make it with one, one sheet of paper. And then I realized it didn't have to be just one sheet of paper. And once I realized that, I was able to make this thing that looks like a rose, so, yeah. About 10 years ago, we had a German juggler on the stage that killed. The jugglers always kill at a magic convention, but Absolutely. this guy was amazing. In the lobby, he said, oh, magicians, and he showed a trick. And I saw you deconstruct that trick for four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so the way it was, was it only works in German. I, Mark might know the trick, I don't know. But it's Probably. a trick where you have to say these words in German, and when you spell those words in German, it works. And the guy's like, I don't know. You just spell these words in German. We didn't know what he was spelling. He explained it to us. We didn't get it. So he was writing down all these curse words and trying to make it just like – just make it work. He was trying. And we were, he was trying so hard. No, nope, that one's got too many letters. Let me put that over here for four hours. Did you ever get anywhere with that? No, I did not. Do you remember doing that? No, no, no. I, it was hilarious I, in the I lobby. I down so many rabbit holes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so – and you also did the uh, torn and restored uh, string, the gypsy yes. thread, but you called it – uh, I, it, it ended up being called uh, String Theory. Um, a friend of mine gave me that, that title. Uh, Mark Sky actually gave me. Uh, I, I, was, I did it for some guys here in Jersey. And he was like, oh, you know, the String Theory would be a good title. And so I, I called it that ever since. But the, the, the classic effect is you rip up a thread um, into, into you know, tiny pieces and you roll it up into a ball um, and then restore it. And... Um, I didn't like, I, I saw some magicians doing it, but I didn't like what they were doing is they were licking their fingers and putting spit on the ball to roll it up. I, I didn't think that looked elegant. And what I wanted to see was the rip pieces just come together. So I, I, I figured out a way where you, you cut up the pieces, you show the pieces, they never get rolled up. And you just, from that moment on, you, you just pull it apart and it becomes one piece. And I was really, really um, thrilled actually. <laughs> When it was released, it was 
panned by some of the critics as being the worst trick in the last hundred years. All right, one particular critic said that about it, and I was laughing hysterically uh, about it because I, I knew the effect that it had on people when they saw it. But uh, everybody would, was saying, it's impossible to do. You, you can't do it. And I'm like, but I show you, like, literally, step by step, twice, how to do this thing. Um, and, uh, but I got a call from um, a French magician uh, who works with uh, Les Black Fingers, uh, uh, Reginald, and um, he asked me if he could do it on French television. So it was done on the Golden Mandrakes. I think it was their 24th anniversary. Um, so. I, I was just completely thrilled that something that I came up with um, made it on, uh, on French television. And now it's actually become a part of his, uh, of his show. And um, I recently got, got a message um, from uh, Tiffany Allen, who's married to Boris Wilde. Boris had taken him to a show, and Boris told uh, Tiffany, he's like, watch this particular effect that they do. And when Tiffany saw it, she wrote me. She's like, you came up with this? <laughs> They, they do an incredible version of it. They do a really, really nice version of it. Are they working together now, Tiffany and Boris? Ah, uh, yeah. Are they, they keeping it separate? No, no. Uh, no they, they, Are they, they doing they, a double they, act they now? No, no. Yeah. They're doing uh, a double no, act I don't think no? it's a double act, but they, they, you know, they, 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 they work together, but he and then her. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes, okay, yes. okay, okay. Got it, got it. Mm -hmm. my, my favorite uh, Torn and Restored Gypsy Thread, Ed Schmidt right back there taught it to me. He had just seen it in a lecture. He taught it to me, mm -hmm. but it was with dental floss. Dude, there's oh. no licking fingers because it just warms up and it makes the ball. It is so beautiful. Ed, I use it all the time, buddy. What happened the other week? We were doing close-up magic and I ran out of ran out of floss. Yep. I have to yeah. buy. I have to buy like 20 at a time. But you got to get the right kind. Then you end up with a medicine cabinet of dental floss that's not good. <laughs> it gets crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. dude, I love you. Thank you for coming. I love you. Here. Thank too, you man. for coming. Thank here. you so much for having Vincent me. Vincent Mendoza, everybody. <laughs> Next to the stage, Nikki. Come on up here, girl. All right, for you guys not knowing, we just had Lizard Man on the podcast the other week from Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. He's tattooed, tattooed head to toe as a lizard. He's got these uh, balls underneath his eyebrow of uh, titanium. Titanium, yeah. He's got his tongue split. She's going to give him a run for his money. Every year I see her, she's got more and more ink. More and more ink. This whole green sleeve over here is new. Oh, this is one of the older ones. The, the sleeve over here? Yeah. This one? He's no, it's like the green sleeve. Talking I'm talking about right over there. All huh. the color. You mean like the song? The Irish song, green sleeves? It's new. <laughs> it's new. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, for you guys listening at home, she's got new tattoos. She's just not fast enough. Nikki, she, everybody. She carries it well. <laughs> Nikki... Wayne Allen says he's been here for a while. Mark, all those guys have been here for a while, but they didn't start at two months old. That's mm. right. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> Nikki, her parents brought her. Your dad brought you? Your parents brought you? Um, so my, it was my the whole family was here. I was two months old for my first convention. I was born in July, and then I was here in September. <laughs> and I haven't missed one since. Where are they? They don't want to talk about how old I turned for those of them that were holding me at that point. <laughs> well, see, we met you in 2008. So how old yeah. were you in 2008? Are we allowed to ask that question? So I'll just, wanna... I'll just say I just turned 30 this past year. Wow. Looking good. Thanks. Yeah, no. I still think of you as a kid. I still think of you as a kid. All these tattoos. I'm like, she's too young for these tattoos. She's too young for this. <laughs> nope. So um, 
Your parents, were they competing on stage? Were they bringing them? You held Lana on stage while we competed against Vince. I did. I babysat while you guys were in the competition. She did. Was your parents competing here? Were you doing that type of thing? Or were they just I know attending? A couple years ago, um, so my dad's a past president. Uh, and then I became, uh, I was a past president as well. I think we were the first, like, father and daughter, father and son team um, to do that, which was really cool. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been amazed for, I grew up here. When you said it was a family reunion, you weren't kidding. <laughs> Mark was not joking. It really is, uh, especially for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the slideshow that they did a couple years ago, we have, like, the beautiful projection screen that allows us to see the close-up competitions. They did some photos on there. And we were staring at it the one year and we just kept looking and there was something weird about the photo of like my family my brother was there i have an older brother who's seven years older than me and uh he was sitting with my parents but there was this little thing off to the side it was definitely me in a bassinet that was my first convention so that was really cool that is awesome so i want to know about your performance i see pictures online you're singing music you're doing rock and roll music Scream metal, what kind, what is it? So I play in a progressive metal band called Renovare. And your dad's in the audience Woo! here. Yes. And um, also you do this uh, burlesque type act? I do, we have, um, so I'm in a, I started a variety troupe. Ultimately the point was um, coming to conventions has been incredible and I've learned so much from all of you that I felt that it was almost my responsibility to bring in more people that I felt I related to better. Cause there's a lot of, things that we go through in this industry in particular, where you see like alternative magicians, but they're usually magicians that are kind of playing up the alternative thing instead of just people who happen to be a little more alternative doing magic the way that we want to see magic done or ways that we relate to it. Um, So I started a variety troupe. I grabbed a whole bunch of my friends that are super talented and I started teaching them how to do things. And I have a, a wonderful hoop artist and people that have a little bit of background, especially with like stages and plays and different things in theater um, but some of them had zero experience whatsoever but they're really tiny and I can put them in boxes which is really cool um, so that was super exciting and uh, it's called the Arcane Noir Variety Troupe and we do basically like horror magic it's, we, we, we have all kinds of crazy stuff that we do but we also do some like really classic like pretty illusions we have a really I think it's pretty version of a jam cube um, but we use alternative music and stuff that we enjoy so that's really cool but it's like a burlesque. Some of it is. We it, it's not fair. Shows. Your misdirection is way too strong. <laughs> it's not fair. Awesome. What, what? Yeah. yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. I, I, that, yeah. What, I'm watching two shows at once and I can't focus on either one. Awesome. It, it's awful. <laughs> Me too. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's cool because, um, like I said, I feel like the, especially coming here year after year, all my ladies in the house know that you end up on this stage at some point because there's five of us. So, like, <laughs> So I was like, how do I fix that, right? Yeah. And uh, there is uh, one dude in the variety troupe, and it is one, one dude, one person who is non-binary, and seven women. Nice. And it's sick. <laughs> it's really fun. We have a good time. So website for the music, website for the variety troupe. Yeah, Renovare is my band. It's like renovate, but with an R. It means to renovate or renew. Um, we're a progressive metal band that focuses on emotional honesty. But yeah, we have a really, really good time. And then Variety Troop is the Arcane Noir Variety Troop. Um, and that's on all social media platforms as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get to perform with some 
other really talented magicians. <laughs> awesome. Nikki Gilbreath, guys. Yeah. All right. I have been looking the entire convention. We are, what, five hours into the convention right now? It's just gotten started. And I've been looking for the president the whole time. And I looked up and I saw him sitting in the front row. Mr. President, can you come up here and talk to us for a second? Larry, everybody. Am I supposed to salute or something? I'm vice no, president. Hardly what am I supposed to do? No. I, don't, I don't know how to do the correct things. They have to walk me through all of that. Robert's rule of order, Robert's law, whatever. I don't know that stuff. I don't know. Just help me. They just pick me up and put me where I need to be. And what do I need to do? I need to sign. I shake a hand. I hand this. I don't know what to do. We don't pay a lot of attention to Robert's rules here. They have do. That. They do, though. They do it for real. So I need help. And anyway, how long have you been coming here? Uh, I'm not even certain at this point. First time was a whole bunch of years ago. Uh, moved out of town and missed for quite a while, and I've been back for a, a long time, and I'm not even certain just how many years. So not, you're not certain 30 years? You're not certain 60 years? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not 60 years in a row. You want to say 30? Say 30. What the hell? All right, all right, there all right. There you go. <laughs> so I only know you from being in the Robert's Rule room over there where there people are putting me around and doing th- I don't know you at all, except you're my president, and... <laughs> I honor you, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, been doing magic a long time. I direct a magic program at the French Woods Festival of Performing Arts, which is the world's largest performing arts summer camp. We pull from 40 different countries. Wow. My staff this year was remarkable. We got one of our guys here now, as a matter of fact. Um, Must be oh, asleep. Nobody's raising their hand. I don't see him right now. That's all right. All right. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. We, uh, we've been doing magic. I've, I've had 15 years at this particular camp. And I've got kids doing card tricks, coin tricks, chopping off people's heads, slicing people in half. Well, anything with sharp, stabby objects, the kids are really attracted to. <laughs> oh, they love to. that. Anything yeah, dangerous, yeah, yeah. blood, whatever. That's yeah, they love it. it. They're big on this. So is that something like grant money brings them in, or is it like Tannins? No, where no, no. Uh, Tannins is a single week, and everybody... I have no idea. Everybody at Tannins uh, is already a full-blown magician. They love magic. They eat, sleep, drink, breathe magic. Tannins is all about the competition at the end of the week. Uh, French Woods, they've got a whole bunch of other things. Theater, primarily. We've got more than 80 theatrical shows in the course of his summer. Uh, I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda there this summer. His kid was there, Tony Hawk. Is there lots of lots and lots of famous people that's cool have their kids who go to this particular camp it, it ain't cheap mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the magic department is I've been building it up for 15 years so it is a, a big draw whereas some of the some of the programs might have six to ten kids in them we, we pull 60 during oh, any nice. given period so it's not just a magic camp I, no, I no, got no, lost there I got lost specifically there specifically so. not just a magic camp okay. magic they do theater, they do dance, they do music, they do magic, they do circus, world's largest children's circus already. It's pretty cool, actually. And how many kids do you think is registered each year? Oh, hundreds. A um, couple of thousand. It's, wow. it's a big camp. All right, cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. How long does it last? Cool. Is it Three-week sessions. Okay. Uh, starts in June, goes into September. I got back two days ago. Oh, so wow. how many different groups do you get through? Uh, five, actually. Wow. And then we, 
They break a day up into a major period, something the kid's going to do every single day. You are in guys and dolls, you're going to be rehearsing during this particular hour. That makes sense. Those are major periods. Minor periods are electives. You do whatever you want during that particular period. Magic, we have 34 different electives. Uh, unlike tannins, that's what you were saying, I've got a lot of kids who have never done magic before. It looks cool. We've got a ceramics department. The person who runs ceramics knows a ton. She is a top-notch artist. She mixes her own glazes. She can tell you why applying this glaze to this clay that has a higher iron content than that clay, you're gonna get a different result. Kid just wants to play in the clay, wants to make an ashtray for mommy. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of kids who want to do the magic equivalent of playing in the clay. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a handful of kids who love magic. Uh, ben Zabin is one of my guys. He's now doing his first uh, residency in Vegas with Smokus Pocus, which is a marijuana-themed magic show. Oh. And yeah, it's very, very popular. Proud of him. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, man. So do they end up taking things home? Are they making things there? Oh my or? God, they, they take a lot of stuff home. The most popular minor on campus is something called Trick of the Day. During Trick of the Day, um, I perform the trick, I teach them the trick, we hand them the trick, they get to take it home. At the end of the summer, mommy says, honey, where are all your towels? Oh, I left them up at camp, but just look at all this magic loot. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's That's fun. awesome. That is awesome. So what kind of shows do you do? Are you... I do a little bit of everything. I do the big stuff. I do a lot of small stuff. I still, on a weekend, I will still do kids' birthday parties because I firmly believe that children can tell the difference between good and bad. There's an awful lot of bad out there, as you know, and they deserve to see good. Yeah. So everything. I used to... If they're going to see it, they might as well see it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. And a lot of teaching. Uh, during the winter, the JCC hires me to come in and do an after-school program. I do a bunch of those things. And at French Woods, I have become a much better teacher than I ever used to be. After 15 years of doing it over and over and over and over, you get good at it. <laughs> so what's the repeat like? Do they come back year after oh year? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Tons of repeat, uh, more than 50%. I will have kids who come back to magic. They come to the camp specifically for magic which is pretty neat. I wish that my salary were tied to attendance. Yeah, yeah that would be good. I'd do a lot that'd better. Be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be good. You just need to have them write that down. That just would be great. Keep writing it down. That'd let management cool. know. That's what I, I, I say. Yeah. Let management, if you had fun, let management know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're awesome. Larry, everybody. This is flying. We are already 42 minutes. We have, we're running through people. We're trying to keep it. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. I think it's about time to bring up this crazy cat right here in the third row, Mr. Craig Diamond, guys. Craig, um, once again, once again, um, running, from a, running from a hurricane. Yeah. To make it here? Yeah, you can mark MAS and hurricanes together. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. That's all right. All the way from Florida. Right off the cruise ship with uh, 30 foot waves recently, I saw on yeah. social media. 25 Ooh. footers. Yeah, 25 footers and 50 mile an hour winds. No thanks. On a small ship. No thanks. Oh, no my. thanks. What did you do wrong? Ooh. I didn't. <laughs> what did you do wrong? <laughs> I did everything right. I didn't have to work that night. All right. Uh, so that there you go. <laughs> do you have oh, those my. stories of the equipment rolling? Like, uh, no, so it was a Goldfinger what? and Dove said they were in the illusions and they remember like dancing and oh yeah, 
Well, my wife, there have been an, uh, over the years a couple times between cubes, ag, origami, you know, where I'm, I'm turning and all of a sudden I turn back and the prop is starting. Well, you learn to put locking wheels on uh, the prop. Good idea. Right? So yeah. all, it only takes one locking wheel and it'll keep it there. But after you almost lose something, you know. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's the woman that, that writes the bills and pays uh, the paycheck and cooks someone. the dinner. You don't, wanna, you don't want her out of commission. A long time ago, we were doing a microphone suspension, instead of the broomstick suspension, we had a nice elements unit, it was a beautiful unit, and we would often do it surrounded, in the venues we would do, we could do that piece almost surrounded in a 360 situation. Uh, and we were in some rough seas one night, and I had just taken my wife up into the top position, let her go, and I come around and come underneath of her to take my bow, and like this, and I turn around to go like this, and as I'm going like this, the ship is doing this, and she starts coming out. Oh, oh no. And I don't need to explain what happens if you come out over the base of this. So as she was swinging, and I'm doing this, I allow her feet to swing just into my hand, all right? And then I just did a 360 around with her, the whole way around. Sorry, all right, took a, did a 360 around, and it looked like it was part of the show. <laughs> to the point it looked so good, I thought, well, that's a keeper. <laughs> My wife had another version of that. I right? bet. So uh, it was not a keeper. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there are. Now, the nice thing is generally uh, when you're in really rough seas, if you're in a, when you're doing the illusions, you don't get the call, all right, cause, because of that situation. However, in the cruise industry, now, I, I'm now at the, the, I retired the big show years ago, so I'm, I fly in, I fly in and out. I'm always uh, crazy, insane schedule of, uh, of in and out, but it's a, so it's, a, it, it's, it's a smaller show. So that makes it a little easier in that sense, that so you're not doing all the big stuff and, and flying around. However, what that means is when there are the rough, so I'm not doing the big stuff. I don't have the excuse to say, gee, it's not safe to bring the big stuff out tonight. <laughs> so on a night when the singers and dancers and there's a big production show going on or there's a concert pianist, a big name performing, they've got to roll that grand piano out on the stage and if the ship's doing this, the grand piano will want to do this. So that means that guy can't work that night. And if the ship's doing this and this, and the production singers and dancers are performing that night, and the ship's doing this and this, it means the dancers can't work that night. So who gets the call? <laughs> I, I've learned to, I know, I, I know when everyone's taking Dramamine, I look out the window and it's a 30 footers in the list, don't answer the phone. <laughs> so, and unfortunately, the last trip I had uh, recently, I did three days in a row. I mean, there aren't many people that have material that go out and do three days in a row. But I did my usual scheduled show, all right? And then the next day, we were off, the, off of Kodiak, Alaska, and we were in very, very heavy weather, and it was supposed to be a production show. Did my, had my show the night before, not an issue, but we were, we were taking some rough ones the next day, production show. It's not safe to put the singers or dancers on. Also, concert pianists, they can't move the piano. I was out of my room, not answering the phone. I knew what was happening, and they tracked me down. <laughs> so then I worked that night. So, uh, so they don't want the singers and dancers hurt, but Craig. Wait, wait, throw wait, the magician yeah. on. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just crazy. Literally, throw him on. <laughs> so, 
three nights. Did you do shows three nights, or did you do comedy? Did you do your show, and then uh, you do your Houdini lecture? What did you do those no, three nights? I, I, I did three different did three different nights of, of comedy magic. Then. Yeah, which is too much. But it, you know, I, I don't care if you're Elvis. You don't want to see Elvis every night. You know, you might love Elvis, but you, you know, love me tender gets tired after the third night. So, uh, but yeah, so the, the three different. Now it's what you know. It's what the. It's what they wanted. It's what. Uh, you know, I get a call for the cruise directors. All right, Craig. You know, it, we, it's it's either you or we're putting the movie Black Panther on, and the hotel manager really doesn't want to put Black Panther on. It's you. So that's where I read Craig Diamond or Black, Black Panther. Panther. Dude, there you go. So, uh, I don't let it go to my head. Okay. That's a multi-million-dollar blockbuster movie. Or Craig Diamond. I think that's pretty good. I, I, should, I remember the third night that I'm on. Okay, and I and I I ride well. I don't take, I don't get, it doesn't bother me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty experienced, experienced cruiser over the years, so I ride the waves, but this was, by the third, this was getting a little rough, and uh, the stages got so high tech, they don't have curtains on the stages anymore, you don't have a back wall of curtain, you don't have wings of curtain, everything is now LED screen. So you're able to choose whatever your stage looks like. You can have a beautiful theatrical red curtain. You can have a star curtain behind you. You can look like you're on the beach. It, it, you know, it, it, it is just amazing. But so that's not curtain. So these LED walls are about this thick. And I remember the cruise director went out the third night, and she's talking and talking and talking before then. And, I'm, and I'm, I am literally standing and the, it's getting to me. The motion start and the sweat's starting, okay? And the uh -oh. sweat's starting to come off and come off the nose and, and drip. And I can, I remember I'm leaning up because the only thing that was cold was that LED screen that was about three. Uh -oh. And I'm just laying there with my, uh, like that. And the stage manager's standing, he says, Craig, are you all right? And I said, two words. He says, what? I said, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude. You are Black Panther, multi-million dollar Disney production. I mean, that's pretty awesome. You are Black Panther. Oh, no. They're putting that there. Dude, you said worst magic Black trick Panther. in 100 years? Rebrand it. Most memorable trick. One of the most memorable tricks in 100 years. There Just leave it go. at that, man. It's still, you're not so, lying, right? Yeah. So I'll tell you a little interesting with Mace for me. I mean, yeah. So as a kid, I, I, I grew up on a chicken farm, got interested in magic. That explains a lot. That is a success. I got Wait a second. I had to isn't it chicken fumes? Doesn't that do something? You know, the golly golly man. All right, so my folks had this campground, and I had a little magic kit at that time. So I'd go campground and a retired vaudeville magician was a seasonal camper that was there, and he came up and took me under his wing, and he had been one of the early children's performers on television, a magician on the Saudi Star children's show out of Philadelphia one of the first kid shows on, on TV, and, and James T. Warmkessel was the magician on the Sally Star show. So he takes me into the way. And uh, then, uh, at the, what are the odds of this? Uh, the very campsite next, the family that camped on Sunday, they had a friend of theirs that would come up from Harrisburg to visit with them, and he was the president of Ring 20, IBM Ring 20, in, in Harrisburg at the time. So uh, between Jim and, and meeting Dr. Letterman, uh, I get into, uh, I, I was too young, I had to be especially votive, I wasn't even young enough to join the IBM at, at that point, but I was performing uh, as a professional kid performer. Uh, so my first MAES convention 
was 1973, 50 years ago. This, uh, oh, and that was wow. in Harrisburg. And then the following year, and that year, there was a brand new dealer that, that everybody was talking about named George Kimry with a company called Chalet Magic. Right? And that was the first year that George was in there. I bought a nightclub table that George only made that one year that I still have and still use. I don't know why he never built more of them. I'm glad he didn't because no one else has any of them, but I still have the darn thing from 50 years ago. And then over the years, so uh, I met Mark in, at the SAM in, in 74 in Boston, and we've been lifetime friends ever since then. And then I'll tell you the funny MAS convention story. Uh, 81? I'm on the committee. I was in charge of ladies' activities. We actually had ladies coming oh, to the convention back. What happened? Yeah, there were there were more than five. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. Nikki, there were more than five back then. I don't, we don't know. I don't know what happened. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. We have eight tonight. Yeah, I actually, I actually I had to have. They actually had to have a, 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 a committee person assigned to ladies' activities. All right, because we had enough women. And that was that. Was I know what happened. We need to start that back up, Lee. Wait, wait. Well, he was. They <laughs> sent him to that's him. It, that's that's why they left. That's no, it. Oh, yeah. That was the last year they had ladies' activities. I don't know. It may I have think been. I figured I it out. <laughs> for the ladies, I brought in. Hi, girls. <laughs> I brought in a troop of belly dancers to teach the ladies how to oh. belly dance. All okay. right. So that was so because we, we had we had we actually had to have a few lady activities during the day. For the ladies, uh, for the ladies that didn't want to go to the magic lectures, okay. Oh. For the wives that didn't want to go, all right. So we, we had, so I had a troop of belly dancers. A, a lady that had a, a, a school in in the Harrisburg area at the time. So that that was that was my. However, I don't know if Mark remembers this probably or not, but but part of the deal I had with the troop, the belly dancer troop, uh, a wonderful comic magician by the name of Walt Hudson, who had been was a family member of the MAS for years and years and years. He was the MC of the Saturday night show. So we had the belly dancers bring Walt on, you know, you know, through through the crowd. And if you knew Walt, belly dancers were not necessarily his thing, which made it even more a little bit more more amusing. <laughs> but uh, he, he he worked it real well. And that convention was known because I suggested <laughs> I had a student that took magic lessons from me, who got very into the escape side of magic and constructed a Houdini water torture cell and was performing was performing a water torture cell, a real water torture cell. So we decided this would be great. This was when the convention was at, was at the Embers in Carlisle. We decided we'd get the, we will do We'll have the water torture cell out in the parking lot. That's where I put it. I'm okay, thinking well, homemade we'll, water we'll, torture cell. Yeah, it's yeah, scary. Yeah, we'll do, we're gonna do, but we're going to have all the news in. We're going to have channel. We had three, three networks in to cover this thing live. Okay? We, oh, we, we, went, we went big with this thing. <laughs> so the first attempt, they raise him up. They lower him. They start to bring him down. And... Of the four chains are holding the lid, two of the chains, uh, the thing wasn't right, two of the chains go, which almost break his ankles. 
just oh, about breaks his ankles. That's the first, that was the first attempt. So they rehang the chain, they take him up again, and they go to drop him down in. And they drop the, now they take him in, he's going down in the water. And they can't get the lid locked right. Meanwhile, he's hanging upside down in the water tank. Now, ticking away, all right, the time's ticking away, and then they can't get the tick. So we gotta go bring him up, bring him up, bring him up. Then well, we bring him up. Second attempt. Bring him down, bring him down. <laughs> So they take him down a second time into the day. And the news crew, I mean, they're going to the, you know, here we are alive at the. And, uh, and, and so the background is going, all right, second attempt, same thing. They can't get the thing locked up. And, and you know, you can see him, see him in that. Bring him up, bring him up. So then we bring him up again. And third, third time, they, go, they take him down a third time. And it doesn't go. And we can't do it. We had to, can't, we, I, 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 I forget who decided this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't do it. They couldn't get the top lock on right. So later that night, find out the top was on backwards. Oh. And I, I said to the gentleman, I said, why don't you take a little marker? <laughs> why don't you take, and meanwhile, the convention that night, of course, with the ankle too, you know, it's this, you know, he's, he's doing that with the ankle, the poor guy. So, uh, so that was that's that was that's my interesting MAS commit. Uh, and sadly, then I got into about 1984. I got into the cruise industry, and it's been 40 years of heavy cruise work for me. So I have missed many, many, many years of MAS convention. Sadly, while I've been out bombing around on the high seas or resorts or wherever, and, and uh, I, I try to get here when I can because it is family here. It really. That was, that was my first introduction to you five years ago, eight years ago at this point. What I was think, it? I don't know. I you were can't. scheduled to be here. I'm looking you up on the internet. Oh, I print out an 8 by 10 for you to sign. I'm like, where's that dude? Where's that dude? Hurricane. He's not hurricane. coming. Dude, you can make it through a hurricane. And then I meet you the next year. I fall in love with you. I love you, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. You Everybody. Craig Diamond. Hey, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Guys. That that is about that's about one hour. I yep. think the only wow. thing left we have to say is uh, see, see you, you next, next week. week. <laughs> Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash wes underscore isley for behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W E S I S. E-L-I.